Hello, and welcome back to Video Game Postscripts. Uh, we're going to be trying something a little different today. As you can probably tell already, we're going to go for a more conversational style. And also, instead of just going by the numbers and telling you everything that happened in a game, um, a la some of my favorite YouTubers, for example, there's a little bit of a mystery with this one. It's more about the circumstances that the game has found itself in rather than the game itself. So the game we're talking about is called Skyshine's Bedlam. It was developed by an indie developer of about three people with some help called Skyshine Games and was released in September 2015. So what's the mystery? Um, essentially this game has been scrubbed from the internet, from games history. What I mean by that is like on November 8th, 2021, as I've since discovered, it was delisted on all major digital platforms. The publisher who published its website doesn't mention it at all. And the developer's website now directs to like a sketchy online casino and my antivirus says it's trying to give me malware. Uh, there's still listings on Amazon for game keys, but who knows if they work. The only way I've managed to play the game is I was just scrolling through my library, trying to think what would be an interesting topic for the next podcast. Saw this one, thought I'd give it a go. And then when I tried to find things online, they're just, they're just gone. So that's what we're going to be looking at today. So I guess we should start just by giving you an outline of what Skyshine's Bedlam actually is. Um, it's a fun little game. It's a roguelike where you've got a big metal monster truck and you're traveling across an apocalyptic wasteland and it's broken up by turn-based battles. Um, the turn based battles uh, play a lot like a simplified banner saga if you've ever played that game Probably not surprising considering it comes from the same publisher Red versus evil. They both have the same publisher and It's not the most complex tactics game things always hit There's very limited cover. You're on a wide open cube. So it's more about positioning much like the banner saga was more like a I mean, it's a stretch, but more like a chess in that you already know what everyone can do. It's about finding the right sequence of moves as compared to a different turn-based game where it's more about percentages to hit and the like. Um, visually, the game looks great. It reminds me a lot of the Dread 2000 comics, the Judge Dread comics. I don't know if anyone read those, but it's very vibrant, very colorful. All the character designs are cool. There's a wide variety of like mutants and cyborgs and people and everything else, so it looks great. It's vibrant, it's colorful, visual style is probably actually my favorite part of the game. Uh, the downsides of the game and what may have led to its disappearance is, like it's not great, The there's some buggy combat. The combat itself, the main gameplay loop, isn't particularly fun. Um, there is a major bug where there's a counters system built into the game, so if you hit somebody and you're within their range, they always counter and hit you. So you're meant to like get into a range that they don't have and then hit them from there so they can't counter you except some classes in the game always counter you no matter where you hit them from. So that's buggy. It's still not super fun to play overall. And the reviews at the time reflect this. Reviews were middling. The game came out in 2015, in September 2015. And then they reacted to this criticism with a massive retooling of its balance into a quote-unquote Redux edition, which came out in 2016. That's the edition I have on Steam and I've been playing through and like, it's fine. It's fine. It's not like an amazing game. It looks great. The music's okay. It plays pretty meh, but like compared to some of the other things on Steam, it's just a fine 
normal roguelike strategy game. So now that you know what the game is, why was it scrubbed and disowned from the internet to the point where, because it's an indie game, its tutorials are on the developer's website, which as I've mentioned before, you can no longer access. Like this thing is gone. So I went digging around on the internet. There's not a lot. Here's what I've got. So the game was a Kickstarter game, funded on Kickstarter back when that was more common. I think it still happens now, but like I remember it was a time where everything was on Kickstarter. It hit 120% of its goal and around games that it was trying to inspire itself around or that it was trying to relate itself to include FTL, Banner Saga, and because it's a turn-based little tactics game, of course, they were leaning on the XCOM reboot. But based on the Kickstarter, fully funded, Proper dev updates all the way to release. Everyone's excited. Everyone's happy. So there's no real clue about why this game has been delisted and removed from digital platforms and the publisher denies it's even happened, which is odd. Um, while I was searching through the internet, it turns out this isn't the first time that Publisher versus Evil has delisted and scrubbed a game that they didn't like. So I never played this one that we're about to talk about because I just found it out when I was searching around for this. They released a game called Afro Samurai 2 that bombed a bit. Reviews weren't great, people didn't like it. And then Versus Evil pulled that. They delisted it from everything, scrubbed it from their website. And they, in that particular instance, they even went to the extreme of not allowing people who had already installed Afro Samurai 2 to keep it on their hard drives. They came to some kind of arrangement with digital marketplaces to uninstall or not allow people to play Afro Samurai 2 had already bought it. And installed it which is dodgy i guess feels a bit weird to me but what happened with fri samurai 2 happened right after the game's release so it came out they didn't like how it'd been received how it had been developed whatever else they pulled it they deleted it okay that happened right after the game's release but skyshine's bedlam uh got the same treatment except for the part where you couldn't keep your edition uh in 2021 which is a full Six years after this little indie mid-tier game had come out and everyone had basically forgotten about it. Like, it came out in 2015, Redux version is like a year later. People play it, people don't play it, people talk about it, they don't, whatever. Like, six years have gone by, everyone's forgotten this is a thing, and then they decide to pull it off the internet and everything else. Um, seemed a bit weird. So I was trying to think why the publisher do this, because I do think it's... The publisher who's done this, I'll cover the devs a bit later on. They've all gone on to bigger and better things. Uh, is the publisher trying to clean up its history? Like for some kind of investment thing? I don't really know how business works, but I don't know. Maybe that's an option. But even like light investment research would show that this game did exist. Like, I know I'm talking myself in loops here, but I just want to know what's going on. Like, why did they take the nuclear option on this just kind of mid game from years ago? Like, who went into a boardroom and had that conversation? Like, why did the CEO sit down and decide that's what has to happen here? Like, there's lots of other mid-games that people just forget about. They're just out and about in the world. It doesn't matter. Why to go to the effort to scrub Skyshine Bedlam off everything? So the only other clue that I could find looking at the publisher versus Evil is that a month after Skyshine Bedlam got scrubbed, the publisher versus Evil was acquired by a different publisher, Tiny Build. Uh, Tiny Build, I don't know if anyone else is familiar, they make those Hello Neighbor games, which are kind of like, oh, I mean, Hello Neighbor is its own story, but it's kind of trying to cash in on the Five Nights at Freddy's craze. It's like you try to sink into a house, 
if you get caught, you can't sneak in the same way again. Like puzzle games for kids, but like 12-year-old kids, it was spooky. You put it on TikTok or whatever. Anyway, Tiny Build buys versus evil for about 30 million bucks. Maybe Tiny Build doesn't like Skyshine Bedlam for some reason. Maybe versus evil thought even having Skyshine Bedlam listed on their page as we made or we published this game would stop a major takeover. I'm not sure. Uh, but that's about where the trail ends as far as the publisher goes. They've never spoken about why they did it. Tiny Bill's never spoken about why they did it. There's no Kotaku interviews or they've never been asked. It just sort of happened. And there's some forum posts and everyone's like, but why? And that's about no response when it comes from the publisher. Um, it was still kind of bugging me because it's just weird. So I decided to go look at the developers next and see if they'd ever spoken about it publicly. So as I mentioned at the top, Skyshine's Bedlam is made by Skyshine... Skyshine, I've been saying the word so much it's starting to lose its meaning. Skyshine Games are the developer that made this game. Uh, according to Kickstarter, I've gone through... It was basically three people. There's some other people who helped out with like the trailer and with some like little bits of music here and there. But at its core, it's three people, three guys. Um, and I just went through what they've done since and what they're doing now and tried to find out if it ever said anything about this game post-release. I mean, they all said a lot about the game leading up to release, like what they're working on. It looks like Judge Dredd. It's inspired by XCOM. It's part of this new roguelike craze. Uh, Post-release, I just wanted to see if they said anything, and specifically if they said anything about this game no longer being available for love or money, essentially. So, developer number one of three, it's the lead artist John Mueller, and he is currently the art director for Diablo 4. So clearly, very good at his job, big shot, gone on to bigger and better things, and that makes sense because I would say the art direction of Skyshine's Bedlam is the game's strongest point. Like, it's vibrant, like, yeah, it's colourful, it's got that comic book style, it looks great. Not surprised the art director has gone on to work on Diablo 4. Uh, John Mueller has not said anything publicly post-launch of Bedlam. Uh, I guess he didn't like the independent life or it didn't work out, so now he's gone back and he's obviously working for a massive company. Next cap off the rank is Jeff Johnson, who is listed as a lead programmer. Again, hasn't said anything publicly about Bedlam. And just looking at his LinkedIn... Uh, he seems to have gone on to found a different independent game developer named Splash, sorry, Smash House Games, who are making a couch co-op game for all the major platforms called Smash Boats. So, hasn't said anything publicly, stayed in indie. Third and finally, uh, there's somebody called Sam Gage, who looks to have been the animations and VFX guy. Again, hasn't said anything publicly, his LinkedIn is very scant, but Moby Games lists him as having most been, having been most recently credited as the lead VFX artist on the Halo Infinite campaign. So, still working in the field, still working for a major publisher, but again, hasn't said anything. So the publisher hasn't said anything, the three developers haven't said anything, the game's gotten pulled, and is just going to vanish in... So that's all I've got on this one. Sorry for the shorter episode. Actually, not sorry. These are meant to be short. Knock them over on your coffee break. This isn't some big production where the podcast goes for hours and hours and hours. But yeah, sorry that I don't have an answer for you. We've got this big conversation. I've looked at the publisher, I've looked at the developers. Uh, I've looked at all the forum posts that exist about this game. Most of them are complaining about some bugs. Some are saying 
why is the game enlisted and there's no response anywhere. I mean, I think we can draw our own conclusions vis-a-vis the publisher being bought out and taken over and they've got a history of pulling games that weren't the best received, which is, I guess, a weird way I feel to go about doing business because it seems dodgier to me to try to pretend these games didn't exist and just saying we made some mistakes and we've learned from them, but whatever, I'm not a game publisher. I don't make $30 million deals. My opinion doesn't really matter. But, yeah, I just wanted to point out that this game did exist. Uh, It's weird that this tiny little indie game that was just a bit mid got squashed uh, years later after its release. It's just been yanked like a bug to hit the windscreen. Anyway, now I know, and now you know, and now it's been archived for posterity on a tiny little corner of the internet. So, hey, I've done my part. Anyway, hope you enjoyed that ramble into something that just caught my curiosity. Uh, Join me next time when we're talking about the game Satellite Rain. Satellite Rain is a game that's meant to be a spiritual successor to the original Syndicate games, like the top-down kind of tactical games, and Satellite Rain is a game that I really wanted to love, uh, but don't at this current juncture. Anyway, hope to catch you then. (laughs) 